All right, greetings listeners. Thank you for joining the Future Farmers Agricultural Specialist podcast. Uh, we are continuing with our special series on the COVID-19 pandemic. Today, we have a special guest, uh, Dr. Chastity Bradford from the Department of Biology here at Tuskegee University. podcast is brought to you by Tuskegee University's College of Agriculture, Environment, and Nutrition Sciences, Tuskegee University Cooperative Extension Program, and Anchor FM. We're currently available on many platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Breaker Audio, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Spotify, and Radio Public. I am, as he mentioned, Dr. Chastity Bradford. I'm an associate professor at the, in the Department of Biology at Tuskegee University. I'm one of the tenured faculty here, and I'm also an American Heart Association facilitator. I have studied hypertension for approximately 17 years. I was trained at the University of Alabama, Birmingham. I was an administrator at the University of Texas in El Paso, and I did my postdoc at the University of Florida, where I really continued to study hypertension. I've been at Tuskegee University for seven years and I actually live here in the community and I've been working in the community to facilitate health promotion and to really reduce blood pressure control, um, to have blood pressure control and address obesity in our community. I have uh, worked to get a number of grants in our community and our local schools to improve health outcomes in the local schools. They have been focused again on blood pressure control and reducing obesity. I train a number of PhD students, master's students, undergraduates, and our focus has been hypertension and the damage that it can cause uh, to certain organs in the body. Our research has focused on various components of the systems that actually control blood pressure. And it's surprising and interesting to note that one of those components that controls our blood pressure is now in the main news. And it's what we call kind of an entryway for this virus to get into our system. One of the things that I'd like to ask you about is um, the high risk groups. Uh, there's a lot of uh, anxiety and paranoia about uh, COVID-19 and maybe uh, not as much of a good understanding of who is at risk. Uh, for contracting uh, the virus that leads to the disease. Uh, could you uh, address the high-risk groups for us? First of all, let me start by saying that people of all ages are affected by coronavirus. And those who tend to develop severe complications usually have these pre-existing conditions and that puts them in what we consider high-risk groups. And so the high-risk groups currently are those who have heart disease, those who have diabetes, those who may have high blood pressure, it's also, also called hypertension, those who may have had a previous stroke, and those who are what we call elderly patients. And so these have typically been what we consider 
the high-risk groups. The other thing to note is that there are those who have what we call comorbidities, and they also are in the high-risk groups as well. So you mentioned comorbidity. Could you explain to our audience uh, what comorbidity is? Yes, a comorbidity is basically two chronic conditions. It's as if a person has hypertension and obesity, or if a person is diabetic and they're obese, or if a person has hypertension and diabetes. So comorbid conditions just means that you have two chronic conditions. And it's not unusual for people in the United States and worldwide to have comorbid conditions. Cardiovascular disease is actually the leading cause of death in the United States and worldwide. But what's interesting to note is that we've noticed more and more that most of the time, people don't just have one condition. They often have multiple conditions. So that's a comorbid condition. From recent reports, it appears that patients that are taking certain high blood pressure medications are more at risk. Is there any advice for patients taking high blood pressure medication? So yes, I wanted to clarify something first though. So it appears that people who are taking high blood pressure medications or medications for their hypertension seem to be more at risk, but we have to remember that this is all new. And so as the information is coming out, people are just kind of putting it out there for the communities to learn more about it. And so we don't have definitive uh, answers about whether or not those who are taking certain blood pressure medications are more at risk than others that may be taking a different type of blood pressure medications. But what we do know is that those who have high blood pressure or comorbid conditions are definitely more at risk. But the advice that is given now for those patients who are taking high blood pressure medication is do not listen to some of the advice that you see in the news that's telling you to stop taking your high blood pressure medication because you may be at more risk for contracting this virus. The reality is you, can't, you should not stop taking your high blood pressure medication because that puts you more at risk for a heart attack or a stroke. So your blood pressure needs to be controlled. And so the advice that I would give to patients who are currently taking blood pressure medication would be to um, continue to follow your treatment plan. Do not change your treatment plan. Without talking to your doctor, don't change your plan. Continue your medication. Um, if you are a diabetic patient or one who has a comorbid condition with hypertension and diabetes, make sure that you have two weeks supply of your medication. And if you feel sick for any reason, give your doctor or your physician a phone call. Uh, Dr. Bradford, is there anything else that you would like to share uh, with the audience before we sign out? Yes, I want to remind our audience, I talked a lot about taking care of your heart. It is very critical that we take care of our heart. But what's also important, too, is not only that you take care of your heart, but you take care of yourself and take care of your family and reach out, make phone calls to your friends. Of course, we have to continue to social distance. But in that, we can't forget that we're still human, that we're still social. And although we're supposed to distance ourselves and we're supposed to isolate ourselves, you can still make phone calls. You can still connect 
to people on social media. And that is an important part of who we are and in taking care of ourselves. The other thing that I want you to do is to make sure that you go outside and make sure that you're getting some sun. That's very important that you get vitamin D. You go outside, get some sun, get some exercise, uh, walk around uh, your, um, your home. You can walk around your home. Um, you can dance. Anything that's going to get your heart rate going up uh, in a healthy way, make sure that you're doing that to take care of yourself. So not only should you take care of your heart, but in doing that, find ways to take care of yourself. Again, Dr. Bradford, I would like to thank you on behalf of Tuskegee University and Tuskegee University Cooperative Extension uh, for helping us continue our legacy of uh, taking our expertise academically and extending it to the communities that surround us. Um, once again, this is Raymond Shangay signing off. Be safe, be aware, and be resilient. Thank you, and stay tuned for our next uh, podcast uh, where we'll be dealing with student issues. also like to direct you to the Tuskegee University resource website, which is www.tuskegee.edu backslash coronavirus. You should also look at Alabama Department of Public Health website or whatever website uh, for the Department of Public Health for whatever state or country you may be in. And also the CDC website for coronavirus. Information is consistently updated. And you can bet that this is the most current and most factual information. But stay tuned as we learn things new every day.